Thank you for joining me as we begin this new series and take a few moments to ponder 1 Peter. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is episode 55. The book of 1 Peter is found near the end of the New Testament and is the first of two letters from Peter to the Christians that had been driven out of Jerusalem. They were scattered throughout the Asia Minor area, which we would know as Turkey today. They were suffering persecution and were in desperate need of Peter's encouragement. Now, Peter knew Jesus. And because of that, he's confident in his Savior, even in the midst of persecution and suffering. And this letter is written from that confidence. It's all about hope in the midst of suffering. As I prayed through what scripture to focus on for this series, I felt drawn to Peter and his words of hope for us. I mean, we deal with trials too, right? My life and most likely yours, has trials like bills, sicknesses, family issues. Many of us are touched by grief, filled with stress, are overscheduled, and we struggle with prioritizing the things that matter. We all need some hope. It's with this background that we begin our pondering of 1 Peter. This letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bethonia. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, and His Spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. Let's take a moment and breathe that in as I reread the opening words from Peter. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, and his Spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure, undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. 
It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterward. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It's also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. 1 Peter 1, 1 through 12 Hope is that thing. It's not quite a feeling, not quite a decision. It's defined in Webster's as a wish or a desire that pushes us to keep going because of what's possible. A wish or a desire of what's possible. But in 1 Peter, hope isn't a wish. It's a knowing. As a person that failed, learned, failed, and learned, Peter grew into the leader Jesus knew he could be. And he becomes the rock on whom Christ builds his church. Yes, this is the same Peter that rebuked Jesus and was rebuked by Jesus. He awkwardly wanted to build tents for Elijah and Moses at the Transfiguration, and he cut off the ear of a soldier in anger in the garden. And yes, he denied Jesus. But he is also the Peter that put out his nets. He was the first disciple to call Jesus the Messiah. He walked on water. He helped feed thousands. And when he spoke at Pentecost, 3,000 people chose to follow Jesus that day. And he helped begin and lead the early church. This is Peter. And he knows what he's talking about when he writes this letter with the help of Silas and Mark. Little side note, did you know that in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Peter is mentioned more than anyone else except Jesus? And Jesus spoke to him more than any of the others, and no one spoke more than he did. He was a headstrong, impulsive leader that becomes an incredible pastor as he discovers the wonder and forgiveness of Jesus. So we need to keep that in mind as we hear his voice behind the words we listen to. The beginning of this letter gives us a sense of the strength of faith and the depth of experience in Peter as he pens encouragement and hope with a wonder of salvation. 
And although this is not written to us, but for us, I think we'll be able to apply much of his words to our current lives. The key verse of this book is verse 6, which says, So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. (laughs) No one really wants to hear that. We don't want to go through struggles of any kind, honestly. And even though we know struggle is good and we know it will strengthen us, we don't want to hear that. I mentor a student through Kids Hope in a local school. And last year, as a second grader, I noticed that her shoe was untied during one of our hours together. She asked if I would tie it for her, to which I replied, I think you can do it. But she sheepishly looked at me and told me she didn't know how. So I asked her if she would like to learn, and she gave me a big smile. So we got down on the floor, she took those laces in her hands, and we began the process. To say she struggled with this is an understatement. Her fingers fumbled with the new movements and she did not get it on her first try. But she doesn't like to do hard things at all and she likes to win. So after getting it wrong a couple times, she gave up. But the next week, we tried again. And the next week, we tried again. And over time, the struggle led to learning, doing, and mastering. Just last week, as we walked down the hall, I pointed at her untied shoe. She stooped down, tied it, and off we went. I know this is a simple illustration, but I think you see it. It was so hard not to step in and just tie her shoe. And I didn't leave her side, but I knew the joy ahead when she would be able to do it for herself. She needed to struggle a bit. Her fingers needed to learn these new movements, and she did master it. When we struggle, God is with us, teaching, guiding, encouraging. But we need to fumble. We need to learn and practice and finally master the issues in our lives. When Peter says, there's a wonderful joy ahead, He's speaking from experience. He's not a stranger to trials or persecution, but he's living proof of the strengthening of faith that comes when it's endured. This is the hope, the knowing that we can look to when we face hard things. We know he works all things for good. We know that there is a priceless inheritance, and we know that God is with us. So take a moment and ponder, when have you struggled with something? And how did you grow from that experience? Growth builds the muscle of hope within us as we remember the times when God walked with us. The next time you're struggling with something, know you can do hard things. Because his power is within you, and he's proven it over and over. Romans 5, 3-5 says it this way, and I'm going to read it slowly because there's a lot here. We can rejoice too 
when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because He gave us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. We might wish we never had to endure hard things. I I totally get that. But Jesus told us we would have trouble in this world. And I'm so grateful that He has given me His Spirit to help me. And He has given that same Spirit to you if you are a follower of Him. And He develops in us because He loves us. Dear one, your faith is more precious than gold. And as you live through purifying processes, may you remember that through your faith, God is protecting you by His power. God the Father knows you, and He chose you long ago, and His Spirit has made you holy. May God give you more and more grace and peace. Amen.